0: Welcome to the Dollar Film Critics episode two. I am Tim.
1: And I am Amanda.
0: This is our second movie. And it's, I don't know how to describe this movie.
1: Well, a good description is that it's called Assassin's Tale.
0: It has little to do with tales.
1: That's correct. Um, Don't judge a movie by its cover art.
0: The cover art makes the movie look awesome.
1: I know. And you shouldn't judge it by that.
0: Uh, I wish. All right. Just to describe the cover art for this movie on the DVD cover or on the movie itself. It's just a picture of a chick who's walking down, like, I guess, a city street. And she has a gun in one hand and a Japanese sword in the other. And she just looks badass.
1: No, not to upset anybody, but there's no sword in the movie anywhere.
0: Ever. At all.
1: No. There's guns.
0: There's... there's there's lots of guns.
1: Not a single sword.
0: No swords. Disappointing. Yes. I thought this was going to be like a Kill Bill knockoff, but I was disappointed even in that.
1: <laughs> Alright, so the basics of the movie. It did come out in 2013. Um, it is both directed and written by the same person. His name is Arthur Lewis Fuller. There was a second writer who happened to actually be one of the leads in the movie, um, but the director was also a writer.
0: And uh, this one, this one was straight to DVD. It didn't appear in theaters, and you know.
1: It premiered in July, straight to DVD. Beginning of July.
0: Thank God it didn't <laughs> premiere in theaters. Uh, it had a it had a budget of uh, one point five million dollars, right? Yep, one point five. And it shows.
1: Yeah. Well, no, it doesn't. They they could have done better, I think, for one point five million. <laughs> I feel like most of that one point five probably just went to salary.
0: Yeah, probably. You just wanted to pay the actors. Yeah, I think so.
1: Actors and everybody else who was involved in this monstrosity. You
0: know, normally when we try to do this, we try and do a, a bit of a plot summary before we go into the actual review of the movie, but I can't discern a plot from this movie.
1: I can't either. I can tell you that on IMDb, the plot is listed as three assassins, story of life as an assassin, and others try to... Stop being assassins. I forgot the exact wording, but they said it's as they struggle through the morality of it, something along those lines.
0: So it's like the morality of being a deadly assassin?
1: Yeah. Um, uh, that's where they were trying to go with it, according to IMDb, at least.
0: Uh, this is what I got from the movie. Uh, random nonsense assassins. Random nonsense assassins. Oh, I hate being an assassin, but let's be assassins anyway.
1: Did you really get that many assassins? Because I didn't get that much from an assassination point. I mean, you see them hiring people to kill people, yes, which is an assassin, but the carrying out of that really never takes place.
0: It really seemed more like a mobster movie that got, like, mashed with an assassin movie.
1: That also got mashed with a drama.
0: That also got mashed with, like, a sort of a Sorkin-esque dialogue comedy. Which is weird
1: and very poorly done.
0: Yeah, it's awkward at times.
1: The whole movie's pretty awkward at times.
0: Uh, so l- let's let's uh, let's get to I guess reviewing what little movie there is. All right. Um, our main characters are uh, Roman, Anthony, and Grace, who are all assassins.
1: Yep. The character who plays, or the actor who plays Anthony, is the other second writer in the film. Just so everybody knows.
0: That makes sense now. uh uh, anthony ends up being one of the uh more developed characters in the movie so
1: well uh, by more developed you just mean
0: at all developed really yeah he has character traits at all is amazing um so they're all assassins at various points in their assassin lives Uh, roman is a chronically depressed assassin after his mother died i guess yeah
1: I don't remember. I honestly, I didn't pay attention for much of this movie. It, it hurt my head.
0: Uh, Anthony is the, the heroine.
1: Yes. Yes, he
0: is. But he rather likes being an assassin.
1: Yes. Uh, Roman does not.
0: No, Roman does not. He has, he's having like a moral quandary with being an but, assassin.
1: But if you notice, he only has that moral quandary when Grace begins that moral issue.
0: Yes, Grace. Grace is the first one to be like, why are we assassins? Why are we doing this? I don't like killing people. Not in that voice, but...
1: No, but Grace is also ridiculous, because they just throw in random things. She has a love interest in the movie that you have no build-up for, so you don't care at all.
0: Yeah, and there's all sorts of plot threads that get sort of mentioned and then immediately forgotten. Yeah. Like, they never happened.
1: Yeah. Uh, we it all- seems very much like uh, the writer's... Decided they wanted a lot of different elements to be in their film and didn't know how to execute really any of them, so they kind of just threw them all in there and thought they'd work themselves out eventually.
0: Yeah, it was like different parts of the script were written by different people and they didn't tell the next guy who what they wrote.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> uh, we also have uh, uh, what's his name, Woodford? Woody, Woody, oh, Woody Ford. Yeah. Who is, I guess, the guy who runs all the assassins.
1: Yeah, he was the hippie who Yeah assigns he, jobs.
0: He was like the typical like hippie mm-hmm. character. Like he
1: Which trained, is really strange he, he to was have was a hippie very, person with assassins yeah, kinda yeah.
0: clashes. He was very zen. Um the low budget of this movie though made some of the things in the movie quite comical. Like his base of operations looked like an apartment.
1: I think it was an apartment. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was an apartment.
0: And he's supposed to be, like, this super tech-savvy guy. He's supposed to be, like, a tech genius, as they mention in the film. But all he has is a laptop and a couple of cameras.
1: Did he have a couple cameras? Well,
0: he had to see the people at his gate. That's how that was
1: he a security camera. Well, yeah.
0: He might have had one more. <laughs> but he, for, for a guy who was, like, a tech genius, you'd expect him to have, like, a whole multi-computer setup with screens everywhere, typical movie hacker stuff. No.
1: No, not not anything like that.
0: Uh, and he paid his assassins in poker chips.
1: Yeah, I didn't, I didn't really get the necessity of all that crap. It was like, oh, yeah, you, you want to raise here? Have a few more chips. Like, that's not significant for and any purpose. The movie
0: attempted to explain it, but it was needlessly convoluted, and I didn't pay attention to it. No,
1: it was something along the lines of, I think they... The casino where the chips are from was owned by the mob and so the mob helped them clean the money and blah 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 blah.
0: Yeah which uh, alrighty then yeah
1: I don't I don't really care.
0: So as as the movie opens we're also introduced to another character whose name is Johnny Solo. Uh, he ends up being the narrator. Of the movie for the most part.
1: Yeah, and you know, the whole narration thing, and we'll get to that at the point, but at the end of it, like, it never really explains why the fuck he's the narrator. (laughs) I don't really know. Like, the whole thing that he was doing during the narration, like, I mean, you know, we'll get to it at the end, but the, the reason for him narrating it is completely pointless. Yeah. And makes no sense logically at all.
0: So uh, Johnny Solo starts telling, I guess, this newspaper reporter
1: or a journalist, or or, uh, he's a journalist of some sort. I don't know what he did.
0: I don't. Did did they give his name? I never got it. I never wrote it down. He starts telling the newspaper uh, reporter this story that involved these three assassins and uh, two and Johnny Solo's boss, who is a mobster whose name is uh, Jason. He's also a
1: hitman runner like Woody is. Yeah but it's, like, their own crew. There's apparently competition in the assassin world, so... Uh,
0: and I guess this kind of story is that one of the people that uh, Anthony kills at the beginning of the movie was a package runner for Jason, and now Jason wants that package back, and assassinness ensues. People, just more people die... The story doesn't really go anywhere after that.
1: Yeah, that's pretty accurate. <laughs> there is, I mean, because it does seem interesting for the first few minutes. Like, the opening sequence is in, is the assassin Anthony getting this other guy to kill a, that dude that, that was the package runner. And it seems like it's going to be interesting and violent for sure. And that it's going to have plot development. And it just, after that, it just goes downhill.
0: Yeah, the story gets incredibly convoluted between the three individual assassin stories who are mostly, woe is me, or I'm addicted to heroin. And then Jason, who's just going around Los Angeles fucking murdering people for this package.
1: Also, just for the record, guys, Jason is played uh, by Rob Roy Fitzgerald. And, oh dear God, the acting is god-awful.
0: Oh my God. He's he's the worst. The movie has some bad acting in it, but he is the worst.
1: Yeah. it's It's pretty goddamn bad.
0: Like, he's... He's trying to play, like, the most Italian stereotype <laughs> mobster that he can think of, and it's bad. It's it's so bad. <laughs> uh, so Jason's going, he eventually gets to Woody, who he finds out sent one of the assassins to kill this package runner. Uh, it's never explained if it's by on purpose or by accident or not.
1: I think it is explained. Um, I'm pretty sure that Woody had said that he did order the hit, and he sent Anthony out to kill him. Um, they just didn't know that the guy was a package deliverer for Jason.
0: Oh, and, uh, oh okay. So it was it was like fifty fifty.
1: Yeah, it was He's, like fifty fifty, and like Woody refused to tell him who ordered the hit, and then I think he ended up just giving it up and ended up telling him anyways. I don't remember.
0: So Jason makes a deal with Woody to, I guess, try and kill Anthony.
1: No, it's just to find the package because the package has the photos of the other person that they're supposed to kill because then the identity is confirmed. And like Woody already ordered the hit on this person but just said, we didn't confirm who, so kill all of them.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what the package is. The
1: package is the photograph that proves who it is.
0: Right, right, right.
1: So I'm pretty sure what the deal was that they made was to split the earnings from the hit of the actual person and they'll both get half.
0: Right. So that goes awry, I think, because the assassins don't kill everyone.
1: Also, the assassins become in, like, cahoots with each other between bosses, even. Yeah. And take advantage of their bosses.
0: It's, it gets weird because uh, the three assassins get geared up to do this big job. They're supposed to go and kill these people that, uh, that Woody and Jason agreed to split the money on. And when they, when that part of the movie happens, it's so anticlimactic, like, you don't see them actually assassinate anyone.
1: No, you don't. No violence is done on screen, actually.
0: Yeah. I don't
1: think at all.
0: In fact, even, like, when they shoot people on screen, it's off screen. Yeah. Like, they point the gun and then the camera turns away like, oh no, you're not supposed to see this, and then you hear a bang sound.
1: Or the camera will stay on the, sh- the shooter. Yeah. So you don't see any of the violence.
0: Um, I don't know why the director felt that was necessary.
1: I don't know either. The movie
0: would have been a lot better were there some people actually shot. And uh, that that is one of the major problems with the movie is that for an action movie, it really lacks a lot of action.
1: Well, not only that, but I mean, I feel like a lot of the the issues with the film, because I mean, as we're going through this, we realize clearly there is plot that's done, but it's just really poorly executed is what the problem is. Because I mean, you get half an hour in and it feels like it's been at least 45 minutes. It's just, it's so boring. You're, you're just completely lost your train of thought of anything.
0: And the part, all right, the part that, that angers me the most about the movie, you know, you said the guy, the movie was written and directed by the same person. Yeah. And from what I know, it was their first movie to write and direct?
1: Um, The director, it was his first movie to direct. He had been an actor in some movies previously, but I believe this was his first directing.
0: Okay. It shows. (laughs) Uh, One of the biggest problems with the movie that I've seen is that all the transition shots, all all the shots that show that you're moving places in the movie are all stock footage. All of them. Yeah. They're all stock footage of like a helicopter flyover of L.A. or someone filming on the streets or just people moving about. And it's all stock footage. And it's so blatantly obvious.
1: It reminds me a lot of like sitcom transitions. Yeah. That's that's what I thought of when
0: I saw some of these. And the other transition that that bothered me was the uh, when it faded to black and white and then it became stills. For an instant.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: The director used that way too much. By the end of the movie, you're screaming at him like, I don't want to see that anymore. Yeah.
1: Because, you know what? When it, when it happened at the beginning, I thought it was going to be okay. Um, they went a little bit too far occasionally in the beginning because whenever they were talking about something, they would do that still shot thing and show the picture of what they were talking about. And I was like, that's a little ridiculous. Like, just because he's talking about a dog doesn't mean you need to show a picture of a chihuahua there and have barking playing in the background. It yeah. Made no sense. But I was like, you know what, this this could show an artistic side of the movie. It could be okay. But it was it was beat to death. It was it was got yeah, awful It
0: was it was used way too much. By the end of the movie, you're like, why are you doing that? I don't wanna see that anymore. Yeah. I don't wanna see black and white stills of the guys moving. I just wanna see them doing what they're doing.
1: Yeah, and you know what, those stills were used in another mob movie, a popular mob movie, and I can't remember what it is, but it's one that I think I own. Um and so I had hope for it when it started in the beginning <laughs> that way because the director must have seen that movie and that's, or a movie similar to that and that's why he decided that was a good thing to do. But the director had nobody to tell him, hey, okay, shut the fuck up and stop. <laughs> or whoever was editing or whoever had, you know, authorization to do that crap.
0: So uh, we're at the point of the movie where the assassins do their quote-unquote big assassin job and they left one guy alive. Uh, and they're trying to figure out whether or not he is the dude that they were looking for. Mm-hmm. And Anthony's like, just kill the guy anyway, that was what we were supposed to do. And Roman's like, no, we can't kill him, what if he's innocent, and why are we killing people anyway? So they have this big like character breakdown right in the middle of shit they were supposed to be doing. And it completely grinds the movie to a halt again, because then Anthony and Roman have to have this conversation about the morals of being an assassin right in front of a dude they're about to kill.
1: Also, in this portion, I'm pretty sure this is the same scene that I noticed it at least. But throughout the whole movie, um, it just got a little apparent in that scene. The, the intensity that they use with the swear words and everything, they, they just throw in swear words to make the scene have more feeling and be a little bit more intense. Yes. And it, it doesn't work at all. You can't just throw in the word fuck every now and again and expect it to be climactic all of a sudden. It doesn't work that way.
0: Yeah, it's, that's, that's poor writing. Yeah, that's 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 the writer saying, "Hey, well, why don't we just throw in fuck words? That'll make it better, right?" <laughs> that's just the writers being lazy. That's lazy writing. You can you can write an intense scene without your character swearing every other word. Yeah. So as the plot continues to unravel, we'll call it uh, the assassins. Uh, go their separate ways after doing this mission half-assedly, and then uh, doesn't Jason put out a hit on Anthony because he finds out that Anthony has the package?
1: Yeah, I don't. I, they weren't really clear on that. I don't know if it was a hit or they were just trying to get him there. I don't really know what was happening. In in all honesty, after about forty five minutes of the movie, you've lost all interest to care about the plot anymore, and you, you stop paying attention fully. <laughs> so I remember things happening. I don't know the reason or what not.
0: Oh, well, here's here's what I remember from the rest of the movie: Jason put out, puts out a hit on Anthony. Anthony finds Anthony lives through the assassination attempt.
1: Uh, oh, is that one? Oh, that's I remember that part. Yeah. Yeah, because I wrote down the guy's ridiculous because he's supposed to be running for his life. He's gonna get killed, and he's like speed walking. Yeah. To so, a corner.
0: So Anthony kills his would-be assassin off screen. Off screen. Off screen. Off screen, and then he goes after he goes after Woody because he know, he thinks that Woody sent out the hit on him.
1: Yeah, but doesn't Grace get involved?
0: Yeah, Grace gets involved somewhere. I really. Like, she was... Because she
1: brings him there. Yeah. I don't really
0: know. And then, like, they... No, no. Like, Anthony goes back after the assassination attempt on Anthony. He goes back to his apartment, and Grace gets there, and he starts doing heroin in front of him. That's right. And she's like, no, why are you doing this? And he's like, because I want to. And he starts doing it. And then, like, he passes out.
1: Clip shot to her with a pregnancy test.
0: Yeah. And then, like, they have this weird moment where her and Anthony are like going through their lives momentarily together and like it's this really off-putting off-putting scene where they're like together and he's she's helping him through recovery and
1: the audience doesn't care at all
0: and the audience doesn't care at all because this was never mentioned anywhere ever they had no there was no connection of them
1: Nope. Actually, I don't even think they're in a similar scene at all. Like, they're not even in a scene together until, like, 40 minutes into the movie. Like, right before he's going to be assassinated.
0: Yeah. And all of a sudden, they love each other.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they love each other.
0: That's how that works. And there's, like, the the movie tries to build this weird love triangle with her, Anthony, and Roman.
1: Yeah, because Roman's like, don't leave me. I need you. Blah, blah, blah. Because he was, like, opening up to her.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he was like, I'm opening up to you. You're just going to leave me? And she's like, yeah. I've only known you for, like, five minutes, apparently. And
1: I love this other guy who's doing heroin in his bathroom, and I need to help him. I
0: need to go stop him from doing heroin. (laughs) So, like, the movie does this weird time phase shift thing where they go through that, and then it's like...
1: And you don't care at all.
0: Yeah, you don't care at all. Then it's, like, the next day, and Anthony's sitting there eating breakfast, I assume. And she's like, are you okay now? And he's like, yeah, I guess. And then she just leaves.
1: Yeah, it's the whole thing... It's just, I don't know. That that whole scene is what completely turned me off in the movie. Because, I mean, you get to that point, and before that point, you're kind of like, okay, it's slow moving. It's not great, but, you know, it's it's bearable. And then you get to that point, you're like, none of this has anything to do with what the last 45 minutes was about. <laughs> I don't care at all. Move on. And they really kind of dwell on it, too. Like, it's, it's going on for a good portion of the movie after yeah, that.
0: Yeah, it goes on for a while. Like, they go into this thing, and you're like... Whoa, where did this come from, movie? Uh, I didn't think this was the movie we were watching. Nope.
1: <laughs> There's no swords.
0: <laughs> it, it's like it's like I said before. Someone wrote, like, maybe a quarter of the movie and then handed it to another writer and say, Okay, continue writing, but I'm not going to tell you what I wrote before. So the next writer is just writing whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. And then handing it to another guy and saying, Look, continue.
1: <laughs> but you can't read what happened before.
0: Yeah, you can't read what happened before, so uh, these are the character names. Do whatever you want with them. So I guess Grace and Anthony go to confront Woody.
1: No, because she got paid off for that. So I think in some way, like, Grace was in cahoots to screw someone over. I don't even know which one, because Grace, like, hand delivers Anthony to... Not Woody, to Jason.
0: Jason. Oh, I remember that. Yeah.
1: And Jason... Pays her off, and she leaves.
0: Yeah, and then it's just Jason...
1: And uh, Anthony... And Johnny Solo. And Johnny Solo. And Ooh. and then one of them dies.
0: Uh, yeah, he shoots Jason. Yeah. Anthony shoots Jason because he's like, fuck this, I'm an assassin. Like, the characters go through this movie not remembering they're assassins half the time. Yeah. And then he... Re- he, he Jason's having this conversation with him about the package, and Anthony suddenly remembers... Oh, yeah, I'm assassin. He pulls out a gun and shoots it. <laughs> so then Johnny Solo's like, I'm no, I'm not part of this. I don't want any. I don't want any of this. And and Anthony's just like, fine, whatever. I'm not an assassin anymore, I guess. And it's just like I leaves with the package.
1: Yeah, he leaves with the package and possible spoiler alert. Maybe I think that they hinted that the package was a photograph of Anthony. Yeah. I thought that's what I got Unless, unless I'm correct I could be wrong Unless the director just did the still shot Of Anthony getting into the car <laughs> And transition scene like that Because that's very well possible Since it was used the rest of the movie But they totally had like a picture of Anthony right after that scene Getting into a car And I was like I don't Was that the package? I'm confused yeah.
0: So then Anthony then Then Anthony goes to Woody And was like you set me up yeah. And, and doesn't he
1: shoot Woody? He
0: shoots Woody. Yeah. Because they get they have this like really tense moment. It's
1: Wait, supposed to be tense.
0: No, it wasn't Anthony that goes to see Woody. I think Anthony tells the other assassins what happened. And then Roman goes to Woody and shoots him. Because I remember him having this conversation with Roman where he's telling Roman to get his shit together. And then Roman's like, fuck you. And then Woody pulls a gun on and Roman just shoots him.
1: All right, I can see that happening. I couldn't tell you one way or the other. I, it's honestly, it lost all of my interest after an hour. I wanted to shoot myself.
0: The movie is so fucking complicated. And it's boring. A stupid movie.
1: <laughs> it's a god awful movie.
0: Oh, let me see. What else do I have here? Yeah, no, that's it. Yeah. That's all I remember. Um, the three assassins end up living their lives.
1: And something with the journalist happens. Like the journalist is let go.
0: Oh yeah, because of something. At the end of the movie, the three the three assassins find Johnny Solo, who is essentially ratting them out. I assume to this to this journalist. journalist. And
1: that's what I don't understand. We mentioned that earlier. I mentioned that earlier, and I don't understand. It was never really explained why that was happening. Johnny Solo never gave a reason for doing this.
0: I assume just money and.
1: And that was a very nice. poor incentive, and it was very, very poorly portrayed. <laughs> so, because you're being paid in poker chips, anyways.
0: So, they let the journalist go after taking the journalist for all his money
1: and things.
0: And things.
1: He left with nothing but his. Stuff. Yeah,
0: they took his computer because he yeah. didn't want. They told him not to tell anyone this story.
1: And the recorder he took. Yeah.
0: And uh, then they killed Johnny Solo.
1: Yeah. And they gave all this stuff. From the journalist to some chick.
0: Yeah, to some chick who's like in the movie for five seconds. They're like, "You run us now."
1: And she's only known as Pretty Little Fang.
0: Yeah, that's literally
1: her- that's how she's credited at IMDb. It's Pretty <laughs> Little Fang. That's her name.
0: So oh my god.
1: She literally doesn't have a name.
0: So to to sum up, uh, this is how I felt about the movie. I liked everything except the writing, the direction, the score, the editing, and the acting.
1: Oh, we didn't even mention that the score was god awful. <laughs> we didn't even mention that. The score had. The music that they chose had nothing to do with the plot at all. Oh, yeah, it didn't it was, make any sense where it was. It was, was supposed
0: to be like an original score by some dude who just wanted to get his music out.
1: Yeah, it was bad.
0: It was pretty bad.
1: And it made no sense. He didn't make music that had to do with anything that was going on in the movie.
0: Uh, So the characters had no real moral objectives or had any character development at all, uh, except for like a few minor things about the characters, like maybe Anthony, maybe he stopped doing uh, heroin. We don't fucking know.
1: Or do I care?
0: Uh, Grace is pregnant for some reason, but the movie never resolves anything beyond that.
1: Yeah. So it could have been in a flashback. It could have been true. She, I don't know, it could have been a false test. We have no fucking idea.
0: Uh, Roman resolves to just be an assassin and be cool with it. Yeah. That's really his whole plot is he goes through this change and he's like, yeah, I'm fine with being an assassin. He does this
1: like character arc where he has morals and then he just doesn't care about his morals anymore.
0: Uh, Let's see. What else? Uh, The characters have no moral compass at all. Their morals are all over the place as we just explained. Uh, the tone of the movie is all over the place. Yeah. It goes from being serious to kind of being comedic, to being a uh, drama, to being just plain weird.
1: It was just bad. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even want to give it titles of characterization because it's not, it's not fair to, to those words. <laughs> those, those words should be used to describe something
0: better. And, and things happen with no setup at all just things happen and and the characters know why they're doing it but you have no idea and there's no payoff at the end there's no there's no big thing there there aren't any big action set pieces there aren't any there's barely any action at all except for a couple people getting shot off screen and i think Johnny Solo is the only one that actually gets shot
1: you mean Jason Jason and Johnny Solo got shot
0: oh yeah yeah But they're the only two people that like, get shot on on screen
1: Well, there was also, there was a fight on scene. That was the only violence that happened on scene, but it was, it was a very, very, very fake fight. Yeah. Um, they did a hair pull move in the middle of the fight and, and I'm not a fighter. I don't do anything with choreography, nothing like that. But it was, it was blatantly obvious that it was so fake.
0: Yeah. He did the thing where, uh, you do the hair pull and you just make a fist and you put it on someone's head and that's how you make it look like you're doing the hair pull uh, and that's shitty stage combat, because you can you can grab someone head, someone's head, but you don't you don't like grasp.
1: You, you let their put, head move.
0: Yeah, and they're supposed to put their hand on top of your hand to make it look like they're pulling your hair or you're pulling their hair. And so he just put a made a fist and put it on the guy's head, so it looked like he was pulling his hair.
1: Yeah, it was it was awful. Bad choreography there.
0: Um. So, uh, is this movie? worth a dollar.
1: It's not worth being paid a dollar, <laughs> let alone using your own dollar.
0: So it's not worth being paid to see it, huh?
1: No, it's not. It's not worth being paid to see it. You need to you need to hate your life to watch this movie. Or the only other reason it could possibly be worth a dollar is if you wanted to inflict the pain of watching this movie on someone else. Yeah. I, I would pay a dollar maybe to like make my worst enemy watch this movie.
0: I don't. I don't know if I would want anyone to watch this movie ever. Worst enemy. It's not. E- it's not even so bad that you can watch it with some friends and laugh at the movie. Like
1: no, you can't laugh at the movie. There's nothing to laugh at.
0: Yeah, you, there's nothing. It's just bad. There's. It's not so bad that it's good. It's just bad.
1: Yeah, it's your brain is exploding. Bad.
0: It, yeah. It really. And by the end of the movie, you're depressed because you watched it.
1: Yeah, it's pretty accurate. <laughs> I was pretty depressed that we watched that. Actually, because of this, the next movie we will be reviewing is a real movie. Yeah. Because we need to restore our faith in humanity that movies could be decent.
0: So, so the next movie we'll be reviewing is a is a popular movie that came out this year, um, instead of a Red Box movie. Because, oh, you used it twice now. Yeah, I used it twice Damn it. <laughs> instead of a, a DVD kiosk rental movie because. I don't think we could take another one of those in a row. I
1: don't think so either. So the next movie we're gonna watch, we'll we'll figure that out, and you will find out. But it's gonna be an actual fucking movie. Yeah. Cause screw this crap.
0: So do we have anything that we want to talk about in in pop culture news?
1: Yeah, guys. This this uh, was recorded the day after Paul Walker dies. Oh yeah. Paul yeah. Walker died yesterday. He did. Which is really ironic because I just watched Fast Five on Friday, um, because I needed to restore my faith in humanity that you know movies could be good. So <laughs> I watched Fast Five on Friday and Saturday. Paul Walker died. It's very sad.
0: It is. He died in a fiery car accident. Yeah,
1: ironically enough.
0: Um. So R. I. P. Paul Walker. I guess.
1: Yeah. Maybe we'll watch a Fast and Furious movie shortly to. Uh,
0: yes. Maybe. We'll in honor do, of him. Maybe we'll do like the first one. <laughs> <laughs> but not Tokyo Drift, fuck that shit.
1: I don't like Tokyo Drift. No. As long as you don't expect it to be a fast and furious, it's a good movie.
0: <laughs> but it's supposed to be a fast and furious. Yeah, movie. but it's
1: got a Texan accent and it's got fast cars and it's cool with me, man. But it
0: doesn't have Paul Walker. Paul
1: Walker's fine with me. That's that's whatever. The other guy's just as hot.
0: Or Vin Diesel.
1: Vin Diesel's in that movie, technically.
0: For what, like two seconds? Yes,
1: he's still in it.
0: No, he's in it as like a cameo. He's not actually like in the movie.
1: He's in it as supposed to be a lead up because he's in at the very end and it's supposed to like give them lead for an additional movie. And actually what I thought was that they did that well. They, they tied that in with everything. But that's that's for another movie review.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so uh, uh, we're still going on with the, uh, the saga of Brian is dead. Uh, yep you got you got tricked by a little uh, I did a thing. I
1: did. There was a website called dot com, I think, and it had this countdown like Brian's announcement. I was like, all right, cool, what's Brian gonna announce? And then I waited for the clock countdown and I, I had to go somewhere too. <laughs> and I waited for the countdown. and so I was late and and it got countdown and then it's like, oh, sign our petition to bring Brian back. I was like, you've gotta be fucking kidding me. I was like, that's such a waste of my time. And now when you go to that website, if you do go to that website, when it tells you there's like a million and something hits, I'm one of those because I'm a sucker. (laughs) You're welcome, whoever designed that fucking website.
0: (laughs) let's see. Is anything else happening? All the shows are on like a two week hiatus because of Thanksgiving.
1: So we got nothing. So
0: we got, (sighs) we don't have any new shows. Uh, The only show that actually wasn't on a hiatus was uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Did we watch that yet this week? I don't know.
1: I don't think we watched it.
0: But God help them if they don't improve.
1: Yeah, I, I'm only giving it until, you know, winter break.
0: I I, I said this on uh, to one of my friends uh, a few weeks ago that uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is a worse television show than Revolution.
1: And I can't make a discernible difference. <laughs> I don't know which one's worse.
0: I, I would say that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is worse than Revolution because you're supposed to expect something out of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That is Agents true. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is supposed to be, like, this awesome spin-off of the Avengers movies and all the Marvel movies that came out. Mm-hmm. And it has one of the characters that's been, like, a piece throughout all those movies. It has And Coulson. I
1: really liked Coulson, too, in the movies. I know a lot of people didn't like him, but I did like him. And when, in the Avengers, spoiler, potential alert if you haven't seen this movie, when he dies, I was actually upset about it. Yeah. Like, I, I cared. A lot of people didn't care, but I cared.
0: And if you watch Agents of Shield at all, you know he's fucking dead. He mentions it in every fucking episode. Yeah. So and they don't
1: they won't stop mentioning it.
0: And and Agents of Shield is just is has no it has no footing. The show doesn't have anywhere to go. It's got all this crazy bullshit technology. It's got all these characters, and it's got an entire Marvel universe to explore, and it's like it doesn't know where to go first.
1: Also, I mean, in Agents of Shield, it's it's really like an individual hour long segment followed by an individual hour long segment, and yeah. so on and so forth. They're not really connected at all. It doesn't it doesn't matter if you watch the first or second episode. If you want to catch it this week, it it won't matter. Yeah, you don't need to know anything that happened already.
0: It's villain of the week.
1: Yeah, and it's it's sad because that's not how primetime shows are gonna last. Like a primetime show needs to keep you guessing and keep you on a cliffhanger because what's going to happen is winter's going to come and they're going to go on their winter break and when they come back, nobody's going to remember them and nobody's going to care.
0: See, the thing was, shows used to be like that. They used to be... An episode was entirely different from another episode. Those were cartoons. Well, like back in the 60s and the 70s when shows were just coming into their own, Mm -hmm. uh, episodes were, were individual. The characters would reset after every episode. Like sitcoms, like... Uh, the Simpsons or
1: Family Guy, all of those, they all yeah. reset right after. Like, with the exception of Brian being dead, they generally reset at the end even of the episode. like early
0: 90s shows like Who's the Boss and Family Matters and those kind of shows like yeah. sitcoms, they would always reset afterwards.
1: But see, they had something else going for them. When it, I think when it comes to like an action show, you need to care more than that.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean... The the big thing that's going to kill them is that they can't be that way. They have to have an overriding arc of, yeah. of some kind of story. Because nowadays with Netflix and all the streaming video services, damn it, I buzz marketed Netflix. <laughs> with all the streaming video services, people can watch an entire season in one sitting if they want to you know, hurt their brains. But they can do that. And Agents of Shield is not gonna stack up to other shows, like even the original shows that some of those streaming services have. Mm-hmm. They're built to watch the season however much you want in one sitting, and it's supposed to be like this big overriding story arc with the characters. Well, because you know, the changing. shows are
1: now designed like almost like extended movies. That's what they're like. They're like yeah. a mo- a giant effing movie marathon cut into hour segments.
0: Yeah. And Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is not going to stack up to those shows when it goes streaming because it's just going to look episodic. Yeah. And I guess the the best show to do that, the best show that I've seen to do something like that and still have an overriding story arc was Burn Notice. Because Burn Notice had its villain of the week every week, mm-hmm. but Michael Weston also had a, a mission to complete throughout the season
1: yeah, but that was the case in the earlier seasons. As you got l- later on in Burn Notice, it didn't become Villain of the Week anymore. I know when I was watching the last season with you, um, it wasn't so much Villain of the Week. It was, there was one villain for the entire season. Yeah. And that's kind of the way it's going. Yeah. The had- one that does Villain of the Week with a one giant villain throughout the whole thing is Dexter. Dexter's fantastic for that.
0: Oh, yeah. I haven't seen a whole lot of Dexter. Well, so.
1: because in Dexter, he kills somebody, at least one or two dudes every episode, and it's the episode is about that guy, of that guy being killed, but at the same time, throughout the whole season, there's one giant guy that he's after. Right. And it's really cool, because by the end of the season, he does finally get that guy, or they leave you on a cliffhanger for the next season. Okay. Okay. And so it does have that, but he has his own, like, it's like my, it's kind of like a video game. <laughs> it's like Assassin's Creed video game. You've got the main story arc, but you can do the side missions along the way.
0: <laughs> well, so I think that's it for us uh, in this episode. That
1: is. Now, since our last episode, we've got a few ways for you to contact us. Um, we do have our Facebook now that has its own thing.
0: Yeah, it's uh, facebook.com slash dollarfilmcritics.
1: Yep, and you can also email us if you have any requests or any comments, anything you want to let us know.
0: Or if you just want to yell at us through email.
1: That's cool, too. We probably won't respond to that, but, you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll read them on air. It'll be fun for everyone. Yeah, it'll be
1: really fun. We won't <laughs> respond to your email, but, you know, you'll know that we saw it because we'll tell you over this next <laughs> podcast. So you can email us at dollarfilmcritics at gmail.com.
0: And uh, you can also find us on the Twitters now. We just did a Twitter thing. Uh, You can find us at Dollar Film Critics on Twitter. No, it's at Dollar Critics. At Dollar, oh, at Dollar Critics. At
1: Dollar Critics. At Dollar Film Critics is too long. It's two characters too long. (laughs) So we had to drop the film.
0: Yeah, so we're just uh, Dollar Critics. And hopefully uh, in the next couple days we'll be on iTunes. Yep. Uh, We signed up for the iTunes, but because of the Thanksgiving holiday iTunes hasn't gotten around to approving us yet even though we only had one episode.
1: I think they take extended vacations. People who work for iTunes don't work very hard it seems.
0: <laughs> so if you're
1: listening to this iTunes I apologize greatly and please put us on there.
0: Yes. <laughs> um, and you can in our and the site that our podcast is from is uh podcasts.com and uh, we are the Dollar Film Critics on there. You can just search us in their search bar. And, or put or go under TVs and film and find us there.
1: Yep. And now we have two reviews that you can listen to.
0: Yay. And the third
1: one will be a real movie.
0: Yes, it'll be a real movie. <laughs> so uh, until next time, uh, that's it.
1: Bon voyage.